0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining me today. I want to start with a story that I heard about. I don't know how long ago it's been, but I did talk one time about how I received a phone call one night after midnight, and this is when I was totally alone. When there was no one else in the house but me. My husband was in Kuwait. And so I was here by myself 24-7. Unless someone came over to visit or whatever. So one night I get a phone call. And the number displayed was six six six. And there was another number, zero or whatever it was, because it was a four digit number that called me. And I remember I picked up my phone and I saw that because whatever it was, there were three sixes in a row. And I said, oh, I'm getting a phone call from hell. Okay. So I didn't answer it. I just figured it was from some other country or something. So I just, Turned off the ringer and put it down. I didn't answer it. I think I probably took it out of the room. So now there's a report that there is a woman. She is kind of, well, she's older. She's in her late 70s. I don't know what her circumstances are. I don't know if she lives alone or not. But she says that she got a phone call one night from a four-digit number, which she doesn't say what the numbers were. She just said it was a four-digit number. And she answered the phone. And she says that when she answered the phone and she kept saying hello to see if someone would answer, she thought that perhaps the phone number that was being displayed there was an error some sort of error and so she continued like hello a few times and she says she felt something from the phone come out and enter her she says I know what I felt it wasn't my imagination I felt something So right away, she just figured there was something wrong with her phone. Maybe it was true, all the things she had heard about phones and radiation and so on. So she went ahead and she turned off the phone. She hung up and put the phone down. Afterwards, strange things began happening to her. She would say things that were out of contact, like she would normally never say, And she said she was being plagued by dark spiritual activity. She doesn't elaborate on exactly what it was that was happening. That's all she said. She also states that whatever this thing was came out of the phone and went into her chest region where it stayed. So she even went to go get checked out, make sure she didn't have pneumonia or that everything was okay and everything checked out just fine. She continued having what she refers to as dark spiritual activity until she finally had to go to the church and ask someone to go into her home and to perform some sort of deliverance slash exorcism. This type of thing, I mean, that that's all that I know of this particular story. But this type of thing leads me to giving something uh, the legal right to be there. So I can't say that this is in every single case but i know that there are some of us who get these strange calls with only four digit phone numbers maybe even a five digit number that will happen to me once in a while not very often at all i think it's happened to me twice maybe three times at the most since i've even had a cell phone and i've had a cell phone since 1999 so, um, with her seeing that it was a lesser number that was calling her, my first thing would have been not to answer it. I would advise anyone that got a phone call like that with so few numbers not to answer it. And if, even if it was from another country and it's for you, there would have been a voicemail. That's what I always do. Well, if it's anything, it'll leave me a voicemail. So my personal belief is that by her answering this, and not only answering it, okay, she could have maybe answered the phone and not said anything, waited to see if someone would speak. So by her continuous hellos, hello, trying to see if someone would speak, it's uh, almost like, You're inviting something because that's what you're doing. As a matter of fact, you're inviting something to speak. You're inviting something to communicate. That's what we do when we answer our phone. We're inviting whoever's on the other end to communicate with us. So by doing this, I believe that that's why this happened. I don't know. I would um, say that this happens more often than we would realize because It could have happened to me, except for I'm not going to answer a phone number like that. I don't even answer numbers I don't know. Because if it's something, maybe someone that I know using a different line or uh, they change your phone numbers, they'll leave me a voicemail or they'll even text me. I can't blame her and be angry and say, well, she should have known better, blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of people wouldn't know better, actually. Not everyone has studied things like this. Not everyone is well-versed in these type of things. So that is something that I believe she unknowingly invited in. So the moral of this story is, if, if you get a phone call, And there's like five or less phone numbers being displayed. I would even go as far as if there's not the usual numbers at all being displayed. Don't even pick it up. Don't even answer it. And sometimes, we we talk about welcomes, like the welcome mat thing. I've told you guys before that I, now this is just me, okay? But I don't put welcome mats at the entry entrances of my house, like on the porch, even if it's in the back porch, even if it's in the entrance coming from the backyard into the garage. I don't put welcome mats out. And if I do, oh, I see a really cute one. I, I want this one. I would always turn it around so that the welcome is facing me when I come outside, like welcomed to the world instead of welcome into the, into the house. Because by doing this, you're putting, I mean, come on, it's a welcome. You're putting down a welcome mat. I know it may sound a little innocuous to you, but this is a true thing. You put that welcome out there. I see those little signs that people lean up against on their porches and so on. It says welcome. No. I would really advise against that i know they're cute i know they're pretty but i personally don't think it's a good idea so that that those are just my thoughts on that so it's like the hello when you answer your phone hello it's a welcome type of thing even though you would answer your phone say welcome say hello so that is a welcome for somebody like i said to communicate with you somebody or something we don't know so, any numbers that are lesser than the usual number, than the numbers that we know, don't pick it up. Don't answer it. And see, I wouldn't even answer it and not say anything. Like when I said, she could have answered it, maybe not said alone, not said anything, and see if someone speaks. I used to do that a long time ago, but it wasn't because there were fewer numbers than normal. I only used to do that because I wanted to see who it was, and this is um, in the days before caller ID. So that is just where I'm at with these type of things. As far as I know, everything was okay after her deliverance and also she started to fight this thing herself she started to fight this uh, dark spiritual attack that she was under so as far as I know everything is okay now in the meantime I hope that she has realized that uh, she shouldn't answer the phone with those type of numbers with fewer numbers, all right? So that's just um, something that I wanted to let you guys know that has happened, and this has actually happened within the last, I believe, the last four years. It may have happened like in 2018, I'm not really sure. Okay, the other thing that I want to tell you, and this is uh, pretty disturbing to me because... This happened to somebody who lives right across the street. We don't live in a rural area. We live in a regular track area. And the person who is across the street, not directly across, but they live across the street. From where I'm sitting right now in my archive room, I can see the very top, of their, like, they they have a shed out there. So I can see the roof of their shed. So I don't know this person very well. I have spoke to them before in the past, and I'm gonna tell you something, I don't even know how or what prompted this person to come out and talk to me about this. But it was very, um, he knew exactly that for whatever reason, he had to come and talk to me about this incident. I was outside in the front yard. And the next thing I know, I see him coming across the street. Well, he comes and hangs out with my husband sometimes and they talk and this and that. I have spoke to him in the past. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't hang out out there when him and my husband are talking. Because I've got other things to do. So anyhow, I was out on the other side of the front yard. And he's coming across the street. And my husband's out there. And he's like, hey, how you doing, so-and-so? And he's like, I'm, I'm good. He's like, um, do you mind if I have a talk with your wife for a minute? And he's like, no, go ahead. So... He comes walking towards me, and I'm thinking, what in the world could he have to talk to me about? Okay. And I noticed, as he's coming towards me, he has, like, scratches on his face. And um, so, okay, he could have been out there. He's always working in his yard doing stuff. So he comes right over to me, and he says, Do you know that strange things are happening in this neighborhood? And I just, I didn't know what to say to him. So I said, what happened? And he starts telling me, because he works at different hours. He may come home at 5 p.m. or he may come home after midnight. It all depends on, I guess, what they're doing at any given time in the type of um, job that he does. And he starts telling me he came home on, I'm just going to say, Monday night. Like, you know, I came home on Monday night. It was about 1245 at night, he says, and uh, as I'm pulling into my driveway, because when he goes to pull in his driveway, his headlights would sweep like where his uh, shed is. So it would illuminate it for a short time as he's pulling into his driveway. He says, so I was pulling into my driveway, and in my headlights, he said, I saw someone on top of my shed. So he's like, what the F? Who is on top of my shed? Probably some kid. You know, he's thinking this to himself. So he gets out of his vehicle, and he walks right there, and he says, What the hell are you doing? Get off of there. And he said this thing was crouched down on there. And it turned around and he could see its eyes glowing. The thing jumped down off of his shed. So when it jumped off of his shed, it also had to jump over the brick fence that is uh, right there. So it jumped off the shed. Over the brick fence, which is no short jump. I mean, yeah, it's no short jump. I'm not even sure if a cat, you know how cats can jump. I'm not even sure. So as it jumps, it lands on that little grassy area that's right there, crouched down. It lands and crouches in this position and he doesn't know what he is seeing. He said, I could not believe this was happening. So it jumped up and it scratched him a couple of times. And he pulls down, like he opens his shirt a little bit to show me. Okay, he had some scratches on his face. And then he pulls his shirt open to show me some additional scratches. And then the thing just jumped away and just left. He said, I don't know where it went because I was in such a shock. I I wasn't even paying attention. Because all the while, he's thinking, this can't be happening. This has to be a dream. Well, he wasn't dreaming. And why he came up to me, see, I don't know. I have never spoken to to him about anything like this or anything that I do at all. So... I don't know what prompted him to come and tell me this story. What could that have been? I said, I don't know what it is, but uh, it's not good. I'll tell you that. And it's also like, um, what, what would have happened had he not confronted this thing? Would it have just stayed there? Would it have still attacked him? We have to be careful on the things that we do. And I understand. He thought it was somebody up there. He didn't realize it was a something. Because that was not a somebody. This is not always... We hear about a lot of these type of things happening in more rural areas. Or in areas a lot of times around water. Around flood controls. Or around where there's a lot of brush and things like this. But I'm going to tell you right here, there's none of that. We are not around any big bodies of water or water at all. There's not a lot of brush. I can look out and see everything without trees and bushes being in the way. But it is disturbing in the fact that this may not be an isolated incident. I don't know. This may continue to happen. We always have to, I mean, when I used to uh, be out in the streets late at night, whatever you want to call it, that's, we would see a lot of um, weird things. But this, this is an actual physical confrontation. This is an attack. And now he is, his concern is, is my house marked now, in other words? Am I marked? Because I confronted this thing, this thing scratched me, therefore maybe it has some of my DNA under its fingernails, so on and so on. So, um... Because of this, that is a possibility, and that's really good for him to think in those type of terms because of this. somebody is uh going to go out there later on. He was like, "Um, if I need to let anybody come in, my wife will be there at this time and and that time, and anybody uh you know to come and help and to do whatever to keep these type of things away but No one needs to go inside. He said um, they're free to go in the yard, just open the gate, go in the yard if nobody's home, and I know that somebody's coming, and so on. So I will um, be texting him later today when somebody goes out there and puts uh, some things down in the yard for this doesn't happen. What this particular entity is And was, as usual, I am not sure. We don't have a really good description, just a general one. As far as height and um, how the body structure, it was bipedal. It did have two legs, two arms, and uh, he doesn't recall any color. He doesn't recall if the thing had clothes on or not. He is pretty much... In shock, and actually he said he was even denying that this happened to himself until for whatever reason, he couldn't take it anymore and decided to come across the street and um tell me about this. So once again, and this is not the only time, like how do people know I don't wear a sign, I don't have cards that I hand out. So um that, that is really something, how people, not everyone, I mean, not everyone approaches me. I'm not at the mall and people are coming up to me, but more, I mean, I have had these type of things pretty often where people just seem to approach me and start telling me about weird things. I'm going to leave off with, um, I may have told you this before. This was a long time ago, though, um, probably about five years ago. I was actually at the dentist office, and the girl, the receptionist, started talking to me, and she, there was no one else in there in the white room at the time. I guess I was the first one there, and she just started talking to me. And she said, you're a uh, religious person, right? And I'm thinking, what makes you think I'm a religious person? And actually, no, I'm not a religious person. But anyways, I said, um, what's going on? And then she started telling me about certain things that were happening in her life and, and so on. But then the they came and called me back. And I do not know where that came from. Once again, I do not know what it is where people will look at me and decide that I'm either this or that or for whatever reason, maybe I can help them with this problem and so on. People who I haven't discussed these things with before. So I I guess at times it's a good thing. I guess at times it's at least good that they feel comfortable enough to approach me with these things because as a matter of fact I uh I am like a a student of these type of things I would say because I'm not a practitioner I'm more of a student so that's just uh another one of those those things that have happened. And what I did, not to leave anyone hanging, but with this particular incident at the dentist's office, when I came out, <clears throat> it's so early. Here I go with my voice thing. I actually had to do this early today because I'm going to have a very busy schedule today. So it's like not even eight o'clock yet. I think it's like, oh my gosh, it's 715. Okay. So what I did in this particular case at the dental office was when I came out, I wrote my number and my email address and told her, if you want to consider um, taking this to the next level, I may be able to help you. If I cannot, I know someone who can. I can point you in a direction where you can talk to someone and get help. And she did contact me about this. And I also was able to connect her with someone who could help her with her dilemma. So, yeah, I don't know what makes people think certain things about me. (laughs) I I don't, like, wear a veil or a... Anything like that, but like I said, I'm glad that at least people feel comfortable enough that they can approach me because I'm happy to help or point someone in the direction of someone who can help them, you know, point them on the on the path to certain things all right, well, um. Today is Wednesday. I won't be able to come back until probably Monday unless something really big happens. Um, As far as the house, remember I was telling you guys like earlier last week or even before that about the house that they were having some um, things happening some activity and I could picture like some sort of a uh, sigil or some sort of like it looked like a clef like that musical clef thing somewhere in that house well everything did work out okay and what happened was and this is very very strange What happened was when the people went in there, into the house to go and investigate, they actually did find something that was scratched into one of the walls. And uh, they took a picture of it, all right? So I wasn't there. I did not go there. I was going to only go there if they didn't find anything at all because I was so sure that there was something in there like what I had seen. So they took a picture of it, but I did not see it because they were telling me, yeah, we got some pictures here. And when we meet up, show you what we saw in there, and so on. So, I'm in my car. And if you don't know what that clef looks like, just go online and look for the clef. That kind of looks like an S. It, that's the only way I can describe it. It kind of looks... Like an S or an 8. It's in this swirly little pattern. So I'm in my car. And I'm getting ready to get out. And I'm wearing a black sweater. And I look down as I'm disconnecting my seatbelt. And there's a white piece of thread on my black sweater. That is a clef. I am not joking. It's in a clef, but it has a couple of like a an extra line towards the bottom, but it was a clef. I'm telling you why I don't take pictures of these things I don't know, but anyways, yeah, that doesn't matter because if I wanted to just be a fakie. I could have just made that myself anyhow. But I am telling you, I, I, I sat there for a minute looking at it. Like ha, if I believed in coincidence, I would be like, wow, this is really coincidental that this piece of thread just landed on my black sweater in a perfect cliff. So, I I just, I took it off, and when I took it off, it remained in that shape. It wasn't glued, it wasn't hard, it was simply a piece of white thread. Although, when I took it off my sweater, the shape remained. It didn't go straight, it didn't lose that shape, it remained in the cleft shape. So, to me, that was almost like a confirmation that that is the shape that was found in the house. It's really kind of difficult to see in the picture because it was like scratched in. You can see it, but it's not uh, like screaming out at you. It's not very uh, distinct, but but you can see it. And I was like, yep, yep. I'm curious to know if there are more. And why? Why that? It's very strange. But yeah, there was a white piece of thread in the cliff shape on my sweater. I just, uh, I was like, wow. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I just, uh, it's its pretty, it's kind of mysterious. It's kind of amazing and fascinating and all these other things all put together. And, and I just don't happen to believe in coincidence. And it wasn't like I was trying to make it look like a cliff with my mind. No, it was a cliff. So go and take a look at that. Kind of like a eight-looking, S-looking thing, and that's what it was. So anyhow, I um, guess it won't be until Monday. So in this amount of time that I'm going to have, I will be able to gather up some uh, pretty good stuff. And then we'll be into October on Monday. So we'll start getting into um, more intense as October, as we get into October and get into this, uh, season. Okay. So, um, thank you so much, guys, everybody take care have a great weekend. And, um, unless something really big happens, I will be talking to you on Monday. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Once again, I really, really do appreciate it. Ciao.